You're listening to The Jasmine Star Show, a conversational business podcast made for entrepreneurs all over the world. In this episode, I have the honor of coaching incredible small business owners in my social media subscription, Social Curator, on the aspects of their business. And man, I say this often, but these people brought the heat. Today, you'll hear my tactical advice on offering multiple services under the same brand, running two social media accounts at once, white platforms always tend to attract industry peers instead of ideal clients, and a lot more. I'm telling you, this is a flash fire power punch of getting your questions answered. I know that no matter what industry you're in, you're going to take away a lot from this episode, and I can't wait for you to apply it to your business. So without further ado, let's dive in. Hi, Jasmine. I'm Monique. I own the boutique bookkeeping firm, The Social Soiree. And my question is, I'm a bookkeeper. I started off as a bookkeeper, got tired of bookkeeping. And so I wanted to kind of pivot and do social media. But I realized because I was already doing that for my current bookkeeping clients, it didn't go as planned. I had a lot of family life things that occurred. And then COVID, I lost most of my bookkeeping clients. So I want, what I was thinking of doing now is because in the past I have done a lot of content creation, copywriting, social media strategy, along with bookkeeping, is it okay to offer all those services up front? Because I keep hearing you're supposed to find your niche and stay in it, but I already do those things for a lot of my clients already. So is it okay to start offering that on my website? Okay. So I'm going to preface my answer. Okay, so one girl, I need you to take a deep breath. Like follow, like follow it with me, like in through the nose and then out through the mouth. I'm gonna do it with you so you, it doesn't feel weird, but I feel like this direct attachment to your question and an attachment to my undelivered answer. So I just want us to like be open because there's no right answer. I already got to the answer, but let's breathe in in three, two, one. Okay. The answer is there's no right answer. Honestly, I can tell you, Monique, never do that. Your business could never succeed. And then you go out and you do it and you kill. So we have to acknowledge that first. Now, if I was forced to give an answer, I would say that until we mastered one, it's much harder to offer many. Until we have mastered that you have an insatiable amount of people who really want to book you for one thing, and in this previous case, it would have been social media, that the next iteration of that business would be to offer more to them. But since life circumstances and then environment circumstances changed, I think it would be good for you to acknowledge that maybe just maybe taking a step back and asking yourself, what is the one thing I actually would want to do? Because what happens is like, I think that you're going to carry the weight and the energy from the previous endeavor. So it's either that you exercise, you remove, you tell yourself a new story, you sage, you block out whatever happened in the past. And then you say, I'm starting fresh and I feel good about it. If you feel like just generally like Monique deep down knows that you can't let go of the past and the endeavors of social media then it might be in your best interest to start something new for accountants. Maybe it's copywriting. 
Maybe it's blogs optimized for SEO. And that's what you start pitching. And when all of a sudden people are like, dang, this Monique can slay some SEO copywriting. And you're like, oh, hey, I also do social media. And then what you would do is like, do you see this blog post that I just did for optimizing SEO? What I could do is add a graphic for Pinterest and make sure that I pin on Pinterest. And then it's like a small marginal like uptake to that. And then you're like, so let me just show you what I would do for your Instagram. See this blog post that I wrote that's 600 words. I'm going to break this up into about 250 words each and I'm going to make it a three-part series on Instagram. If you'd like me to add that on and add visual collaterals, let me know. But I am saying that the long form blog post as like a copywriter is just one point of entry. What if you decided that you wanted to become a podcast producer for accountants? And so what you do is you just interview all the accountants in that firm and you put it up on a podcast and you're like, I do podcast management. You also know what I do? I also do long form blog posts. And what's your long form blog post? Basically transcribing what they talked about in their podcast. You're building out multiple revenue streams, but I would say the way that you build trust, since number one, you don't have very many clients right now, and furthermore, selling clients on a multitude or a litany of things is much harder than it is for one, and then selling them thereafter. But if you came to me and you said, no, Jasmine, I'm ready, I'm gonna do it all. I wanna land grab. Then I would say, no problem, but you have to position yourself as being very strategic on the front end. When somebody lands on your website, you have to force them to select what they want to hire you for because all of the pressure points that you would be listing on your sales point are really different. If I'm an accountant and I go to your sales page and what I see is a lot of sample Instagram posts and podcast outlines and what I'm looking for is a copywriter, I'm not going to hire you because it's just too much for me to figure out. If I go to your website and you force me to click on uh, long form copywriting, podcast producing, social media management, then when I click on there, you're speaking to my pain and pressure points, you're building yourself as an authority, you're building trust, and I'm more likely to convert. After saying all of that, girl, I'm gonna start where we, I'm gonna go back to where we started. Do you think you have the capacity to let go of what wasn't serving you in the past and start clean now with social media? Yeah. So the way I get most of my clients is I'm a bookkeeper first. And then when I would start working with the client, I would see that they had these additional needs and I would help them with that because most of my clients are so small that they can't afford to hire firms for social media copywriting. So I was like, well, I'm, I'm a writer. I'll do this for you. I'll help you with your social media. So that's where like, so my, my way in is through bookkeeping. And then I would do these additional things. That's the craziest thing I have ever heard. It's amazing. It's amazing. So you have clients who trust you with their accounting and they're like, I'm just going to trust you with my social media management. Well, yeah, because I would do it for free. I never. (laughs) Oh, I got you now. I got you now. Okay. Okay. Now I want, that's where I want to actually charge for it because I, I would feel bad because I'm like, okay, I know what you're making. I know you're not bringing in money. So let me help you bring in money and I'll just do this for you. But it was like, got to the point where I was doing that equally or even more than bookkeeping. Cause in reality, bookkeeping only takes a couple hours a month where I, I was doing that like several hours a week for just one client. So I'm like, well, wait a minute. Like it was fun in the beginning, but then I'm like, now they're making more money. And now I feel weird asking to be paid for it. So I'm thinking, should I just market that on the front end or should it just be like... Girl, girl, you're asking a business question. You're asking a money question. And it, your question ain't even about that. Your real question is worth. Your real question is value and trust of yourself. You felt guilty asking somebody to pay you 
when you did hours and hours of work and you saw an increase in their business and then you felt bad, somebody who's good and knows their worth doesn't feel bad. In fact, they say, I bet on myself. Monique, if you want to continue working for free, I'm going to applaud you. But you're going to set the terms in the beginning. If they see a 10% increase in what it is, take a portion of the 10% increase. Don't get a flat rate. Ooh, savage. (laughs) They don't have money up in the beginning. You become the revenue stream and you bet on you. They have nothing to lose and you have a greater gain. If they're like, no, I don't want to do that. Great. Your services are flat rate. Kill it. Kill it. You know what you can do. You've already proven it. And now I'm not even saying like, should you do this? You've already proven the model. You've proven that people are not willing to pay. Great. Now we left the past in the past. You learned that you're good at it. You learned that you could do it. You learned that you can upsell. Are they willing to pay? If the answer is no, take a portion of everything more you bring in. And guess what, girl? You got all the numbers right in front of you. You have months and months and months. You're just like, on average, you're bringing in X. What I'm going to say is I'm going to bring you X plus 7%. And what I want for that 7% is three. That 3% gets bigger over time. Mm-mm. Bid on you, boo-boo. That makes a lot of sense. I've never even thought of it that way. Mm. It's kind of mind-blowing when I think about it. <laughs> because you know the numbers. I want 1% of your 3%. You're welcome. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, what I want you to do is I want you to do it. I want you to do it. I want you to trust yourself. I want you to know how good you are. And I want you to stop playing small. Because I don't know. I don't know you. And I sat in front of you and I said, we need to start with the big, deep breath. And I realized that the breath wasn't even about the question. The breath was about Monique. It was about you trusting you and you liking yourself enough to bet on yourself. Baby, this ain't about your business. This is about you. You're worth it and you can do it. The question is, will you have the courage and the chutzpah to bet on yourself publicly in front of somebody else? And when they say no, it doesn't mean anything against you. It means nothing. But when you present it that they have nothing to lose and you have an upside too, it's a no-brainer. They'll take it. And watch you win, baby. Mm-mm. I okay. feel like this is like a therapy session, too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's what I needed to hear. I mean, I think, you know, I have people in my family, like, in my life, my friends telling me this. But it's like, I feel like, oh, you're just telling me that because mm. you're my friend and you're my family. But when you have someone like you tell me, I'm like, okay, maybe they were right. And I should just listen. <laughs> oh, Monique, you're ready. Go and do it. So... By what time? There's no time frame. I don't care if you do it in six days or six months or six years. It doesn't matter. But when are you going to pitch yourself to a client in one of two ways? A percentage of overall increase in revenue or a flat rate? When do you think you would be ready to pitch yourself in that capacity? I think with my next client. Hot dang. Hot dang. Good for you. Good for you. Can you do me a favor? Can you send me a DM and let me know how it goes? And let me tell you, Monique, there's a good chance they're going to say no. There's more of a chance they're going to say no. And you're going to have to go through a lot of people in order to perfect your pitch. pitch. Pitching does not come easy. The more you do it, the better you get. And soon your closing rate will go from 0.001 to 1%. You're like, oh my God, one out of 100 people said yes. And the next thing you know, it's 10%, 20%. And then you have your whole methodology built out for you. So will you send me a DM when you get that next client and when you pitch them? I don't care if they say no. Chances are they will. I just want to know. Let me know how it goes. How can people find you on, on social media? On social media, on Instagram, I'm at the social soiree. And on Facebook, I'm at the social info, And that's also my website. Thank you, babe. I appreciate you. I hope you have a beautiful day. Thanks, you too.
Hi, Jasmine. I am Jacqueline Rodriguez, and I own a holistic hair and makeup salon, and I am a coach to other um, salon owners and beauty professionals. And my question today really is, like, with the two businesses, they are the overarching theme is the same, and it's overwhelming sometimes to run the two different social media platforms and, like, Mm. to know what crosses over and how to talk to both audiences. I love this question, and I'm very familiar with this question. I've I've seen a lot of really standout business owners who have pretty good business savvy and care about helping others. When you get to be so good at it, it is at what do you do? There's a lot of options. One of them being, I can teach others how to be as good at, at, at what I do. And so when it comes to this, I would like to ask, I don't need to know numbers, but percentages of revenue. What percentage of revenue is coming from the salon and what percentage is coming from the coaching? And do you like that breakup? Do you like that percentage balance? Yeah. So percentage-wise, salon is bringing 80 to 85. Um, I do have a team. So my goal is to step away. And that's where I want to grow the coaching so that I can have the salon and step away and do my bigger mission, which is growing the coaching. That's beautiful. So then would people, would your team take over the salon social media and marketing of it? Yes, I do have help with that. Um, And I still am very involved because I be in the visionary of it. I just end up jumping in. When you say jump, like, okay, now let's get down and dirty. Now I'm like, oh, I'm, t- I'm going to tap here because it's like I, it all made sense. And I was like, skirt, I'm feeling something. How involved are you in the salon social media? I'm teaching my team now how to create um, and getting that support. But because I'm still in the teaching phase, I'm pretty involved. How long have you been in the teaching phase? I really focused on like the last few months okay. to really teach them and then move away. Okay. So I had a really great mentor and she's been a guest on the podcast. Her name is Teresa Lowe. And she talks about teaching and fostering a team in four steps. Number one, let me show you how to do it. Number two, let me do it with you. Number three, you will do it. And if you have any questions, ask me. And number four, you're on your own. And I know that I am not um, all that sharp of a cookie. And I also know that social media is changing. It's not so complicated. So if I hear that it's been a few months, I would strongly, strongly hope that you're in the you go and do now. And if we're still in the phase of let me show you, then we need to have a conversation with your team and then you put to them what the timeline will be. You've said, I've spent the last three months doing this. So for the next two weeks, I will do this. For the next two weeks, you will do this. For the next two weeks, I will be accessible in this way. By this date, you should be all encompassing on your own and here are some metrics or KPIs. And then you're telling them, the standard in which they must keep. We should have a 4% engagement post because we've proven that it's been possible under my guidance. 
I've trained you. You should be able to maintain this. An average rate of growth for us is has been, and you look back at 3% each month. I should at minimum want a 3% growth rate per month. I would like to see a continuation rate of stories. It's like you're literally saying, I just need you to do what I do. And if you do it better, then we're incentivizing them. We're giving them like, what does it actually mean? And oftentimes, not every team member is driven by financial bonus. There are people in the social creator team who don't want money, they want title, and they want accessibility. There are people who look at money and saying, I'm doing a great job because I just got a financial bonus. There are other people on the team that, let's just say hypothetically, hypothetically, I wanted to give $100 and say, hey, job well done, $100. Now, I know if people are listening, I'm just pulling out a number out of thin air. It's not that I would bonus somebody $100. Although, who would complain about $100? Let's just say there are people on the team who would much prefer to get a gift certificate to a spa for $100 than $100 cash. Why? They get the cash. They feel like they should be buying something for their family. They get the gift certificate. They feel like they can use it on them. As a leader, it's going to be important for us to know where people find value and interest. There is a person on my team who I can think of very strongly. She doesn't want a bonus. She wants to go out to lunch. That to her, to have my ear and listen to her where she is, is so valuable. So then your objective is the minute, the, the minute you turn it over, the minute you turn over the responsibility to the team, you're finding what matters to the team who's producing. And then oftentimes you would be surprised. Sometimes if it's just an all salon meeting and you take the time to highlight person X and person Y, these are the things that they've done. And then you walk into the salon and be like, Jennifer's here. I'm going to surprise her by saying this. And you walk in and it's just a story. Jennifer, we're giving you, you and your partner, a hundred dollars to red lobster or whatever. And like people see that all of a sudden, when people start coming into the door, they see Jennifer, there's a familiarity and you've elevated her in a way that really matters to her or him, whoever's running it. But I think it's time. You got to have a plan to step back. That will then give you, because having a salon is different than having a coaching business. It's easier to abdicate responsibility, marketing, social curator to somebody on the team of social curator. I don't think I would abdicate, at least right now, it's a personal decision, somebody marketing on behalf of my personal brand. And I think you as a coach, they're investing in you as a coach. It would be much harder to abdicate that. And so 80% of your revenue stream is coming through the salon and you like it and you want to be more hands-off. Great. Well, then empower the team, but then really take a step back. Thank you. Yeah. And that's the empowerment I need to go forward. So, you know, instead of social curator, we're all about action. So we look back and the coaching up into this point has been, we'll just say three months. What, what, at what point of time, how long, at how many weeks from now? And the answer doesn't matter. Don't give me an answer that you think I would want to hear or sounds really great. I want to know when Jacqueline is ready to let go. How many weeks do you think it will be before you're saying, I'm done here, go and run? Realistically, I think four weeks. Wow. Dang, girl, that's great. I was not expecting four weeks. If you can do it in four, if you can do it in four weeks, it was proof you should have done it sooner. Because the fact that you've been training them for so long, I don't want you to put so much pressure on them. I, I think they they still need a little bit there. I would say fluctuate between four and six, no later than six. If you think you can do it in four and you give yourself the buffer, I think it'll let them know that you're hearing and seeing them. Well, I think I've been setting them up for it. Okay. It's- me taking the actual action of stepping away mm-hmm. and looking at like, where do I still get to, you know, show face in the um, social media and mm-hmm. be a part of it. Right. 
and empower them to get over their fears of being in front of the camera. And mm -hmm. like, we've been working on it and we just get to. Now, here's the thing, Jacqueline. I'm going to go back to the thing I started with. The way you feel safe stepping back is if you have clear metrics. The thing that your team doesn't need to hear is, I feel like we haven't grown. Nobody cares. I mean, sorry, but nobody cares about your feelings because your feelings are feelings and my feelings are feelings. What we need to say is, hey guys, we've seen a dip in engagement down to 1%. When you can actually say, here's a definitive fact, here's a definitive marker, we haven't grown the way that we have, then you have to step back in and say what it was not working. You're not, I don't ever think that you will ever get out of social media. You always have an eye on it. You will have a way to step in. But metrics and KPIs, key performance indicators are agnostic and keep a good, healthy working relationship. It's not, I don't think you're doing a good job. It's look at what happened with the numbers. How do we improve? Got it. Yeah, so, um, I haven't gone there with them. So thank you for that. Awesome. Okay, so how, where do people find you? How are people going to find your salon? How are they going to find your salon coaching? We are at enlightenedstyles.com. Social media is all enlightened styles. That's the salon. And then my coaching is jacquelinerodriguez.com or Jacqueline Rodriguez Intuitive on Instagram, Facebook, all those places. Jacqueline, you're a gem. Thank, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, Jasmine. I'm Krisha, and um, I'm Homeschool Adventure League. Well, we are. The whole family is, actually. Um, we are an online resource for homeschoolers looking for fun educational events and activities to supplement their educational adventure. And I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. Krisha, I was homeschooled till I was 14 years old. My mom homeschooled all of her five children. I am all about this. Thank you for doing and creating resources for very tired moms. My mom was one of those tired moms. <laughs> she always wanted like, <laughs> well, thank you, Krisha. How can I, how can I be of service? Well, what I'd like to know is how many social media channels do you think it's realistic for us to try to keep up with when there's only, well, few people running our company? There's only two adults running our company. And the you kids know, aren't there yet. And, and the crazy thing, and they will be though soon, Krisha. They totally will be. I mean, depending on what your comfortability is with them creating content, nothing would be more compelling than kids creating co content for events for kids, but it's neither here nor there because somebody still has to manage it, create it, edit, upload, all that other stuff. Yes. That is not the fun part to them. No, no, gosh, no. They just want to dance and then they want, they want to see all the after effects. They don't want to do the middle stuff. They just want to be the YouTube stars. Well, you know what, Krisha, come on. How can we ever hate? Us business owners are the same way, at least me. I love the idea and I want to see the results. I don't want to post every day. I don't want to go live. You know, it's like, come on. We're not going to hate on our kids or us feeling the same way when it comes to business. Anyway, it's neither here nor there. The goal is every business that is currently running by two adults will have different capacities and different indications and different desires. There is not in any way, shape, or form what you should be doing. The only thing Krisha should be doing is what is right for Krisha, Krisha's family, and then her business. So if you tell me that it is a one platform and you're just like, I'm going all in and I'm going to focus on this, great, great. I think that there is so much overlap and parallel between Facebook and Instagram that using the social curator methodology of repurposing content within a very cyclical fashion, I think you could do too. Considering that you'd be using social curator resources, you would be able to upload your own photos, 
trying to do four. You're trying to do four. Well, when you say you're trying to do, like, I'm also trying to lose 10 pounds, but you know, when I say I'm trying to do four is what I'm doing is I'm doing all the engagement on two and I'm posting on four, planning to add the engagement as I find time. Okay. Okay. So this is great. If this is what you can do and you're doing it and you feel like you're putting in max effort on your first two primary platforms and your other ones are just there to kind of get the cadence and figure out like what is working, I think that you would be killing it. I I just think that give yourself grace. This is so much more than the average person is doing. I will say though, on whatever those third and fourth platforms are, without giving engagement, you're not gonna see the engagement you want to get, nor the growth. So just be just be looking at the rate of growth on those platforms, understanding that that's not an indication of what could be. It's an indication of results based on just putting in content without actually engaging or giving engagement. Okay. This is great. This is amazing. How are, what, what, what is your number one and number two platform? Um, right now I do blog and then I post onto Instagram and then follows with Facebook TikTok. Got it. So you're not giving engagement on Facebook. I am giving engagement on Facebook and Instagram and I try to do it on TikTok. I have not understood YouTube shorts, how to engage there other than when you get comments and the same mm-hmm. way you would the mm-hmm. others. Yeah. But yeah. I haven't gotten anything and I haven't given anything so I can't be mad at that. No, not at all. Not at all. And YouTube shorts, the fact that you're on YouTube shorts and already pursuing that, you're like, you're uh, ahead of the curve for so many businesses. Yeah, that's fine. But if you are, if you're creating reels and they're educational, I do not think that funny, quippy reels or TikToks, it really will do well on YouTube since it's intent based search. Very few people are going in and be like funny coffee videos funny dancing videos. A lot of times people are going for help, like homeschool activities in Virginia. And if they happen to come on a YouTube short, well, then it's the most effective way to get a lot of information out in the shortest amount of time. But you uh, engaging in the capacity of responding to comments, beautiful, amazing. I would over-index on, I would just over-index on Facebook. Like I would over-index like specifically for homeschool groups, even if the group is not yours, it's just powerful. It's so scalable. Every one of the groups I'm in, I talk as a person and, and not as a business so that they Great. Can know me as a person. Add a girl. Add a girl. Krisha, I mean, you're in that A plus range. I'm like, I don't know. You want bonus point? You want some extra credit? I'll give you extra credit. I was just trying to learn from you. <laughs> I love it. No, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This makes me so proud. Nothing. Okay. I'll take a second. If I make fun of you, please know that it's like my love language. Like I only make fun of people that I really, really, really love. So I'm like, are you looking for extra credit? Nothing could mean more as a guide or as a coach to see other people deploying on the thing that I believe. And what I believe is doing the work that nobody else wants to do. The greatest leaders and the greatest business owners aren't the people with a litany of really amazing ideas. They oftentimes have one or two really good ideas and then just do all the stinky stuff in the middle. And what you're coming on is we're just like, how do I do more stinky stuff? As a coach, as a guide, this is the type of person I would want to work with every single day, all day, and twice on Sunday. You're doing the stinky work. You are seeing the results. And I'm happy that you're here opening yourselves up to letting people know that there's grace upon grace, that maybe you're not moving as fast as you would like for YouTube shorts, 
but you're doing YouTube shorts. Maybe you're not producing in the content or engaging in as many groups as you would like, but you're engaging in all the groups and you are doing it the right way that we preach and upheld on the inside of Social Curator, which is I'm acting like a person far before I'm acting like a business owner and I'm building trust with other people far before they would ever invest. And I look at you and I'm like, it's that. Do more stinky stuff. That's how you grow. Congratulations, Chris. I think that's where I'm at. I know that what I need to do and I just need to add it in as I feel I'm able to do it. And that's all really I can do. Correct. Like, Correct. I ignore the family in order to be on social media. media on a, bleh, I can't even talk <laughs> all the time. But yeah, they all think I'm not home right now. <laughs> <laughs> Why? So you can get some silence? Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. You know, this is this is how you do it. Um, this is, you're doing what so many people who are listening to right now, oftentimes people listen when they're cooking or when they're on the when they're on a walk or waiting to pick up their kids from school. And so they see you or hear you, a successful businesswoman, kind of hiding from their kids to take care of themselves and their business first. And we clap you up, Krisha. We clap you up, Queen. Oh, Thank you. Back in there soon. That's right. That's right. Oh, I, we know. We know. We know. We ain't going to run away from them. We know. But a little bit of self-care and a little bit of business care is a good thing. And you're showing them what it means to pursue their dreams. Krisha, how can other homeschool moms find you and get connected to our events? Well, we are homeschooladventureleague.com or you can find us on all our social media channels at League for Homeschool Adventure League, the abbreviations. I appreciate you, Krisha. Thank you so, so, so much. Thank you. Hi, Jasmine. I'm Danielle, owner of Landon Ladies. We are a forestry business company that equips and empowers women who have inherited forest land in the Southeast to manage their forest land. So okay, I wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I can't even get to your question because I'm fascinated with what the heck this is. You are a female forester. I am a born and bred city girl. What does this mean? Trees. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 Outside. Okay. So someone like you, you would actually be some of my, um, an example of some of my uh, attendees and clients. Women tend to outlive their spouses, the men. And uh, family lands, of course, are the majority of the forest in the United States. If you didn't know, over 50% of our forests in the United States are owned by the average family. And 50% of that is owned by families that have 50 acres or less. In the Southeast, we have the highest percentage of private forest lands. So um, Georgia is the highest, and we have 90% private forest lands, which means the forests in Georgia, 90% are owned by private entities. And again, 50 to 60% of that is owned by the average person like me, you, Krisha, uh, Jacqueline, and so forth. And so what I do, women tend to be less engaged with their forest lands, but they outlive their spouses or they've inherited through their father. And typically they don't take ownership and manage their lands until something unexpected happens, like a death in the family or some type of sickness, illness, and now they are in charge. So what I do is I kind of provide them the resources and confidence to manage that land. I teach, teach them what kind of questions to ask. I'm freaking obsessed with you, Danielle. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. This is the niche business that I like, I literally would pretzel myself for. This is amazing. I totally got it. I totally know who you are, what you do. I'm going to slurp you up with a spoon. What's your question? Okay. So my question is I've been, I've been doing growing, trying to grow social media. And so I'm doing a lot of, you know, the reels and everything and making it for my niche. And I'm growing slowly, which I'm fine with, but I'm growing more in colleagues and others within my industry rather than my ideal client. So my question is one, why and how can I reach more of my ideal client? I'm, I'm glad my colleagues are following me because they have clients mm -hmm. which are my ideal client. 
But when I'm selling on social, you know, the other foresters aren't going to buy what I have. Hmm, this is fascinating. Okay. So for most people who don't know, as we record these coaching sessions, we sit on Zoom and we have conversations with a multitude of us. So what people can't see is a group of people who are about to get coached. So I'm going to ask this question and other people on screen are going to raise their hand if they identify with Danielle's struggle. Do you have more industry peers or counterparts following you than what you might suspect your ideal clients? You can raise your hand so we could see. Okay. More than half of the people on the call have more industry peers following them. That is what I experienced in every iteration of my career. So instead of being like, wow, that's difficult, we could say, wow, that's normal. Because then all of a sudden, if we normalize it, we don't put our attention to it. It's just part of the course. It's like when we breathe, we just don't look at it anymore. So if we realize it's part of the course, then our objective would be, how do we get in front of people who actually don't know they need this content? And so if I were you, I would start, if you can believe it, here I am on social media and I'm going to say something else to parlay to social media. I would do as much local and in-person events as possible whilst creating social media content at the in-person or local event. So what does this mean? If forestry is largely dominated by a male industry, I would pitch myself as a speaker to go in and say exactly what you said to me when you first started. Think about your daughter or your granddaughter or your wife inheriting land and not knowing what to do to it and do with it. I am hosting a free seminar. And then you start off with 15 people in a lot. Look what we're doing right now on zoom. You talk about, yes, Danielle. So that's what I did traditionally. And that's what the industry okay. does traditionally. But COVID has changed our numbers. Got it. My women aren't willing to travel as far anymore. So we are, we, we were hybrid. We were doing both. And now we're moving to 100% online. And I feel very good about that because my numbers and my reach is a lot better. Because good. before, I used to have women travel up to five hours to do these women teaching women workshops. Um, my, in my industry, people do know me. I, I have a lot of connections and, and all that. And so they go to me, especially for Georgia, female statistics to pick my brain and, and so forth on that. So in my industry, um, I do good. have my identity. Um, and we're moving away from in-person because now women aren't willing to travel more than an hour. Okay. That's my trip to the grocery store out here in California. But yeah. Okay. So <laughs> um, an idea that came up for me is, are there companies or businesses that are serving forest, for, is it foresters? Would you, is that how you refer? Are you talking about the landowners or the, the landowners, the, the landowners? landowners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Forest landowners. Are there businesses that target them? Yes. And I have collaborative sponsorship opportunities where they can work with me. Okay. Now this is great because you're already one step ahead of where I was going. Can you create content for them without expectation? If you're already creating reels, could you create a reel? Not as your business, not pitching yourself as Danielle, this personal brand and educator, but let's say it's like some sod or seed or saplings and you go out there and you create a reel and you turn it over them with their branding. They share it on their social media and add a tag to you. All you become is a content creator for businesses that have a very hard time and largely don't create content positioning you just for notoriety this is something that i have done in every industry it's something that i'm currently doing right now to tap into other industries to point directions back i'm making content for them without expectation have you done that uh not with their branding okay do you think that they would be open to it some of them yes 
Okay. 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 I, I'm just, I just think if you create a reel for somebody who you think is highly likely to share it, not the biggest reach, not the biggest account, the most likely to share it, because what you need are two or three examples without expectation. And then you can go after the whales. Then you go after the big companies and say, I've worked with company X, company Y, and company Z, and I'm just creating content. And the only thing that I expect, whereas before you're not asking for an, an app mention or a link, if they give it to you, great. The, the goal is get them to share it. Once enough people have shared and once it actually works. So let's say that there is an account that you are collaborating with and they have 3,000 followers and they got over 3,000 views on a reel. You could say, I'm creating marketing content. They got really great results. And then after you've proven the results and you give it to them, the only thing you expect is an at mention and a tag. And then all of a sudden, they're doing all of your marketing back to your account. And once they come there, then it's your objective to convert on your own social platforms. But it's giving them content to share on behalf of you. So do I, I record the stuff, I give it to them and they share it completely 100% on theirs or do I just share what I have and give it to them? Well, you will greatly increase the likelihood of somebody sharing something if it was created for them and it's their own. Okay. So I am so tempted. There's another organization that I'm just not going to talk about it right now because it hasn't gone out. I have created hundreds of reels. I want to take a really old reel. I want to change the copy and give it to them. I actually don't think that they would have a higher likelihood, even though the copy, the wording on the reel is for their business and not mine. They've seen it before. I'm certain they've seen it. And so it looks like a half hour's attempt on my end to woo and start a relationship. So what I've committed to on my own, I will eat the cost. I will eat the time. I'm creating five reels for them. If we do well, and I have zero expectation that they're going to tag me. If we do well over time, I will... If they want more, I will offer to repurpose other ones, changing out the copy and giving to them at no cost. Or if they want me to continue to create exclusive content for them, I will charge them or have some sort of trade. I don't even need to charge them. I don't, I don't, how much would I make? And like, this sounds very, very, very like hoity toity, but like, are they going to give me like two or $3,000? I would rather do something on the inside of social curator for free, giving back to the community than spend the time that I would need to create the real. However, if we can create a trade, can they introduce me to their audience? Can they drop my name in a newsletter? Can they have an interview with me on their social platforms? There's always a way to create a win. That's great. So I really appreciate that. And I'm going to definitely give that a try. I have a few folks in mind already that I think I could definitely do some stuff for. Okay. So we're all about action. And I know I just threw a lot on your plate. And what people can't see uh, during this audio is that Danielle is a mom of a very young child. And the baby is like crawling beautifully all over like a little caterpillar. And I know that what I say is, hey, make more work without expectation and without the guarantee that they will post it. Right. But here's the thing. The beauty and the beast of your question is, Danielle, you're doing it all. You're everything that I'm like, do this. I did it. Do this. I did it. And I'm like, okay, here's an idea that I saved till the very end because it's the thing that will take the most amount of time with the most uncertainty, but it's something different. And if you start banging it out, you will have people coming to you and you get to set your own terms. That's awesome. I really appreciate that. And um, yeah, Ray is way more popular than me on online. <laughs> People recognize her when I go to events. So like, that's the baby from social media. <laughs> uh, right. Okay. Lastly, lastly, Danielle, and I know you got to get back to Ray. Do you offer affiliate structures for anything that it is that you do? Because you could start incentivizing these people to share your content and um, tag your courses, coaching or whatever. And then you give them a kickback. So I, I haven't yet. Um, that is a of a consideration we want to move forward to. Add a girl. Add a girl. Okay, so action, action, action on the inside of Social Curator. When do you think 
you will send your first piece of content to a third party entity with the hope that they will share it. Probably one by the end of next week. And then I have a workshop and another big program I haven't done anything for. So end of May. So one by next week and then uh, probably three or four by the end of May. Oh, so good. How can people find you on social media? You can find me at Landed Ladies um, on Instagram and Facebook. You can do Danielle Atkins on LinkedIn. And then, of course, www.landedladies.com. Thank you, Danielle. You're the best. I appreciate Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, go give Ray a kiss. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Jasmine Star Show. You can learn more about the small business owners you heard from today in the show notes for this episode linked in the episode description from wherever you're tuning in from today. There's nothing I love more than networking, collaboration, and building businesses together. So feel free to connect with them and me on your favorite social platform. Until then, I hope you have a wonderful day of taking action, gaining momentum, and building a life you love. Bye. Bye.